Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and this week is the Ryder Cup, which is an event I've been looking forward to for months because I love the Ryder Cup. I don't know about you out there, you listeners. It's the best golf event out there, and that's right. It's better than the Masters. I actually think I wrote that a couple of years ago for For the Win. And uh, to talk about the Ryder Cup, I brought on uh, a fellow golf enthusiast uh, and For the Win uh, editor, Nick Schwartz. What's going on, Nick? Charles, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this is one of my favorite weeks of every two years, I suppose. That is a bit of a hot take that, that it's a better event than the Masters, <laughs> but it's certainly uh, the atmosphere is certainly different at the Ryder Cup than any other golf tournament, and that's what makes it so fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, just uh, last or the last Ryder Cup with, with, you know, the shushing of the crowd with Rory and Patrick Reed going uh, head-to-head and um, just the joy from the crowd and the intensity of it and the way the golfers really get into it, it's magic. It's it's a really uh, fun blast to watch. Uh, let's just start off with it. Do you think that the United States has the upper hand? Because that seems to me to be the narrative from, I guess, casual fans in some ways. Because look at how many of the top 30 the, 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 the U.S. side has. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's really tough to say right now. We're just a few days away from the, uh, the first matches on Friday. You know, over the past two months or so, uh, if you asked me that, I would have said, oh, Team USA is going to crush Team Europe. If you just look at the, the lineup, you know, Team USA's lineup is as stacked as it's ever been. Uh, and most of the guys in that lineup were playing very well. However, if you looked at the Tour Championship and the leaderboard, uh, you had – Guys like Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson finished last. Uh, Bubba Watson hasn't been playing well for a while. Jordan Spieth isn't the same player that uh, we kind of all think of him as. Uh, he, he struggled a lot this season. So uh, a, a lot of the guys on Team USA maybe aren't coming into Paris uh, at the best form uh, of, of their season. Uh, yeah. You know, and meanwhile, you have guys over on the European side who are struggling as well. Of course, Sergio Garcia is kind of the the foil for Phil Mickelson, we think, this year. They've both had really bad years. Uh, Phil won a, tur- a tournament, of course, in March, but since then it's kind of been downhill. Yeah, I, I think that they, the two of them cancel each other out. My kind of take is if you look at sort of experience, that the United States has more experience on its side because you've got, uh, I count, five rookies on the European side. But that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me coming in is how will this mixture work? And also the fact that the U.S. is playing on foreign soil, which we'll get into. And the fact that you've got, uh, to me, and I tried to get stats to back this up, didn't quite work out, as you know. We've, we've talked about this a little bit. But it seems to me that, like, on paper, the United States team has a lot of boom and bust guys. Like, Dustin Johnson might be the number one golfer in the world, but can he come in and have the kind of weak that he needs to have in order to lead the United States to victory? Like, I don't know. I'd rather have, in my mind... Justin Rose, who is Mr. Consistent. Like, you just know what you're getting from Justin Rose every single week. And he might contend, and he might, uh, even if he doesn't contend, he's still there. And it seems like Molinari, same thing, has been, that's the kind of year he's had. Um, And a guy like Tommy Fleetwood, who's been all up on leaderboards the whole year, you know, you can't discount these guys that maybe you've never heard heard of, like Thorborn Olison is is a good golfer. And that's, you can't take that away. So um, I think if anyone's underestimating Team Europe, they should not. Well, and I think uh, as golf fans and analysts, when, when we look at uh, a tournament and try and pick a winner, I think that we maybe focus a little bit too much on everybody's current form and kind of their week-to-week how they're playing. Uh, 
because uh, golf is such a tough game that week-to-week form is very, very fickle, right? So, like you said, I think that uh, the players who are successful in this tournament, in the Ryder Cup, aren't necessarily going to be the guys who are hottest at the moment. It's it's going to be the people who, who rise to the occasion. I mean, this is going to be the most pressure that they've been under all season long. Yeah. Uh, are they going to be able to perform uh, in that type of an environment where, you know, the Team USA has to go to Paris? This is going to be a, a, a really tough environment, especially for the three rookies. I was talking to Stuart Sink, who had been on, uh, I think it's he's been on five or six Ryder Cup teams, including one winner during that, that stretch of the 2000s where the U.S. couldn't buy a win except for, for one. Um, and that'll be out on For the Win later this week, shameless plug. Uh, but he said that it's it's exactly that. It's You can't sit there and say, well, you know, this golfer is good at this and this golfer is, you can do this on this, co- this kind of course. It's how does somebody who's... Uh, been taunted all day, <laughs> you know, who's in this this really pressure-packed environment, kind of ease out of it. There, there's a story that, that Patrick Reed told today that he was getting super fired up, like over-the-top fired up uh, for his match against uh, Roy McIlroy in two, 2016, which is now very famous for him, the two of them going back and forth and um, shushing the crowd uh, <laughs> in various points. Um, and... You know, it, he said that, like, Tiger Woods had to come over and told him some kind of we think it's NSFW joke to calm him down. And that, to me, is like these golfers, and that's what Stuart Sink said, these golfers have never dealt with that. Some of them haven't, or they've dealt with it in small doses. This is an entirely different environment. I think that's really the, the, the big thing about the Ryder Cup, right? Well, Patrick Reed's another guy who I, I'm pretty sure he was in the bottom five at the Tour Championship, didn't play well at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he you know, goes undefeated this week. He's, he's just that type of guy who loves this event so much, gets so pumped up for it that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to predict that he has a bad performance at all. You know, I think that he's going to come through simply yeah. because that's, this is, this is his event. Totally. Uh, and, and he owns it and he has owned it. Uh, his record, by the way, is uh, a pretty sparkling one, right? Like he had a really good, uh, yeah, he's six, one and two in his three performances. Like that's better than Bubba, who's gone three and eight and zero and, you know, Brooks Kepka's three and one. So yeah. And, and Phil Mickelson, by the way, 18, 20 and seven in 12 appearances. So no guarantees here. What other things are you looking at with this, this tournament and, and uh, with this, this event? Uh, well, we can get into maybe some talk about the pairings here in a second, but one interesting stat that I saw today on Twitter uh, from this guy, it's at VC six zero six. He uh, tweets a whole bunch of interesting stats about, uh, official world golf rankings each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to know where Tiger is going to be and after any given event, follow that guy. But anyway, he, he tweeted that uh, this USA team in 2018 has the highest average world ranking over the last decade uh, that it's ever had by a really wide margin. So this is the best uh, Team USA Ryder Cup squad that we've had in a decade. Uh, however, the team with the lowest average uh, official world golf ranking has won seven of the last 10 Ryder Cups. <laughs> so it's an underdog event. I mean, that makes sense. And also that doesn't that speak to the fact that the way the team Europe sets itself up, right? It's not necessarily always based on PGA tour rankings. They, they base some of it on European tour events. And that's how, you know, lesson got on the team, uh, because he was, he was a solid performer on the Euro, uh, Euro tour. And you can't discount that, right? Attribute that to, to, to that fact, do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players on the, on the Team Europe side that we simply probably don't know that much about. Uh, guys like 
Alex, Alex Noren, Torbjörn Olsson, Thomas, uh, sorry, not Thomas Horn, Tyrrell Hatton. Uh, like we see those guys every, every once in a while on the PGA tour. Meanwhile, you know, when we don't see them, they're playing very, very well in Europe and, and, and they don't have the notoriety that they probably should have. Is there anybody you're most excited to see? And I think the answer, can we, can we asterisk it to say besides Tiger Woods? Cause given what he did last week, we're just, we're going to be excited to see him all over the place. Uh, I have two guys on the, on the American side. One would be uh, Jordan Spieth, just as I mentioned. Jordan Spieth has been, for me, one of the most kind of disappointing uh, elite players of the year. Every time you watch Jordan Spieth, it feels like he's like three-putting greens. He's just not playing very well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if, like Patrick Reed, he'll be able to, to step it up and, and deliver in this event. Uh, and then the other guy is Bryson DeChambeau. So he wins two playoff events. He kind of has a bit of a meltdown in the first two days uh, of the tour championship misses out on the FedEx cup. Uh, but he's just, he's such a fascinating guy. Uh, and we, you know, the, the talk is that he could be paired with Tiger Woods this week. Yeah. That's a really, that would be a really interesting pairing because you get sort of the fire of Bryson controlled by the, the, the in, quite intensity of Tiger Woods. Um, and there, there was a little bit of talk that Phil and Tiger you know, Phil kind of hinted at it where he was like, maybe we'll get paired together. His quotes kind of insinuated that it could happen. I'm not sure I want that, though, right? Like, I don't see that being a good idea. Yeah, Phil is a tough a tough matchup right now. I, I think uh, if if you were to ask golf fans, I mean, we all love Phil, right? But yeah. if we were able to make a last-minute sub, we'd maybe throw in, like, Xander Schauffele or something for Phil. Phil's just not playing very well. His The way he played at the Tour Championship was alarming, to say the least. Uh, he was like thirty. He finished twenty four shots behind Tiger Woods. So I don't know. I don't know who you're going to pair him with. But yeah, I, I don't think that pairing him with Tiger would be the best option. I, I think Tiger and Bryson would be good, just because I feel like Bryson might be a bit of a difficult partner to have because he is such a fiery guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger played with him at the the Dell Technologies tournament a few weeks ago. They seem to get along fine. So he might be the best guy to kind of handle Bryson, as you put it. Yeah, and maybe put Phil with a younger guy. Well, th- see, that that's a problem, too, because then do you want Phil, like, directing the show? And he's probably going to do that anyway. Um, so maybe you put him with, like, a Dustin Johnson who's more consistent. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking about that. Well, when you look back at 2016, what's interesting about this Ryder Cup in particular is that uh, on both sides, for the United States and Team Europe, there aren't very many uh, – there's been so many switches to the roster that – you're, there aren't very many uh, tried and true pairings. So obviously for the United States, you're going to look at Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. They love playing together in this event. Mm. I would be surprised if they weren't paired together. But beyond that, uh, if you go back to 2016, we there aren't any other uh, real like surefire matchups you can make. Uh, for Team Europe, uh, Rory McIlroy two years ago was a guy who had really good success with Thomas Peters. Well, Thomas Peters isn't on this team. So who are you going to put Rory, Rory McIlroy with? Yeah, that's a good, really good point. Um, uh, I, 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 like, I don't know enough to be able to say, uh, I just want, I just know that like Ian Poulter is my fiery guy from there. And so maybe I pair him with somebody who's a little bit more, uh, I don't know, maybe one of the rookies. That's my guess. I mean, that's why all the, 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 um, captain's picks on the Euro side were all, um, seasoned vets to say the least you know Sergio obviously and, and Ian Poulter and then you got Henrik Stenson who's always been cool common collected and and uh, to an extent and Paul Casey uh another guy who's like a consistent guy so uh, I think their captain's picks were kind of perfect to be honest and the United States I made a case for why uh Phil Mixon shouldn't be on the team 
Um, but here he is. And, and uh, uh, you know, then you've got, uh, you know, Tony Finau, which was, I thought, a great pick. So it worked out eventually, you know. I, I think the way I see this, this Ryder Cup progressing is that I, I think it's going to be close through the, through the first two days. But then when, once we get to singles, I think that's where the United States is going to differentiate itself for sure. I, I, I think that's a pretty good prediction, given the, the, the talents on that side. Uh, before we go on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Uh, support for For the Win comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It can be one of the most important purchases you'll ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate to 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash FTW. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, Nick, what else are we missing from this, this discussion of, of, of the Ryder Cup? Uh to me, like the big picture here is that the United States has sort of righted its ship from a few years ago. And we heard about all that leadership turmoil uh, and they've sort of figured things out um, in a way that that has stabilized the team. Do you do you feel that way in general about the, the way that the, the team is constructed? Uh, well, I think that the United States has an advantage. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the uh, the individual players on the Team Europe side. I don't know if they're all great friends, if they all get along really well. But I know that you look at the top end of the Team USA side and you have uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, uh, Ricky Fowler. Like, these guys are all, like, best buds, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yep. so, and, and then, you know, you have the elder statesman, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, who've, who've been kind of ingrained in the, in the Ryder Cup scene. So I think that there are very few kind of wild cards here. I think that everybody on this team knows each other very well. They, they all seem to get along together. Uh, I think Bryson DeChambeau is probably the biggest wild card of them all, but uh, you, you have to feel good about the way this team looks, way, the way it stacks up. We're hearing nothing but good things in their press conferences. I, I think they all feel very confident heading in. I totally agree with you. Um, and, and one factor we, we should I don't know we have both agreed that, that we don't know uh, enough about the course to say if it's sort of a long bombers course or sort of a, a you know a, a, a ball strikers paradise uh, but what we do know is that this is a course that's been played a bunch by Europeans uh, on the Euro tour so I wonder if that's also a huge uh, X factor going in uh, it, it could be I, I think that's kind of a whole by whole basis but I think that the bigger factor is just going to be you know, when these guys are in the heat of the moment, when, you know, maybe your partner throws one off the tee, you know, into, into the woods, are you going to be able to step up and, and hit a shot for the fairway? I, th- I think it's going to be uh, the differences are going to be made, not so much by is a certain player suited for a certain hole, but are they are they suited for the moment? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I, that's what you gotta love about this, and 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 that's another thing, by the way, that we should talk about is watching it. You said it starts at two a.m. Uh, uh, in in Eastern time in the United States. Yeah, so it's gonna be a rough event for for fans who want to catch every single shot and and every single hole. Uh, coverage begins on Friday at two a.m. Eastern time. So I'm not I'm not sure if that's a are are you better off on the West Coast then? You could just stay up till eleven and start watching it. I don't know. It's it's going to be rough for American fans who really want to watch it all. Yeah, I, it'll end up being a British Open situation where you just wake up, get your cup of coffee, and sit down, and suddenly you're you're in the midst of of scrolling around saying what just happened. You know, uh, halfway through the the first day of of the event, uh, I know that that means that you and I will be waking up and being like, okay, like what did we miss? But yeah, that is that's kind of. I mean, what are you going to do? It's in Europe. It's in it's in France. So there's I, I don't know if there's a good solution to that. Um, you could make a neutral site in the middle of the ocean somewhere, maybe um, Hawaii. Well, the, yeah. the upside is that since it's kind of non-peak hours, we're getting the whole event, right? So one of the things that drives, I know it drives me nuts, and I know it drives a lot of golf fans nuts, is when coverage won't start for a given tournament, you know, on a on a Saturday until... 1 p.m. or something like that. You're missing all that great morning golf. Uh, with the Ryder Cup, at least, if you're willing to wake up early, you're going to be able to see it all. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and and that, that is exciting, at least. So it won't be uh, a wait and a wait and a wait and a wait and a wait. For, which uh, I know we've written about it on the site about how it makes somehow makes sense, but it is still infuriating. So hopefully that's, that won't be the case here. Uh, quick prediction. Well, who you got? Who's, who's going to be, uh, who's going to either keep the cup or, or hand it over? Uh, well, two years ago, Team USA won 17 to 11. That was a very lopsided. I don't think it'll be, uh, I don't think they'll win by that same margin. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but uh, you have to pick Team USA if you just look at them on paper. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the upset because I just feel totally. like yeah I'm 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 going real hot here because I think that Team Europe is coming in first of all home home course advantage certainly uh, the crowd's gonna be rabid uh, as as the United States crowd was a couple of years ago and I just I feel like this group of European golfers it's they're they're sort of the unknown factor coming in is a good thing because. You know, United States coming in, look, they've got Tiger Woods coming off his first win. The emotional thing is there. Um, they've got the leadership. They've got a, a great balance of, of some young guys and some some experience. But I just feel like this, this European team is sneaking up on us in a way that uh, I agree with you that it'll be close. I think it'll be a really close event. And I just think Team Europe ekes it out. Uh, and and we'll be all kind of surprised. And it'll it'll cause some turmoil, I imagine, if this happens. I could be wrong because I think that the United States has like 15 amazing names. Um, but the unknown factor with Team Europe, I think, is throwing a lot of people off. So so I'm going to pick Team Europe. I'm going to get killed for it on Twitter, and that's fine. You can, you know, I've been wrong before about things, and I'm fine with admitting that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Nick, your, what's your Twitter handle again? You can find me at uh, Nick underscore Schwartz. Awesome. And you, great. Nick underscore Schwartz. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us. And everybody, you know, check out Fourth Wind. We've got a lot.